And we are live, 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 folks. Uh, hey, everybody. Hello, hello. I'm Andrew Jenkins, and this is a quick countdown timer for all the various fees to catch up and settle down. And uh, it was firework night last Sunday, so that was the uh, link to the fireworks that we just saw. <sighs> so, yeah. So we've got fireworks, too, with this show, by the way. And it's our breakfast special show today, our breakfast show special. We're hanging out with change director Ildi Harazi. We've got neuroscientists. We've got a real neuroscientists in the room, Dr. Ian Price. And we've got graphic illustration expert, Reverend Andy Gray. Yeah, a real rev in the room today, folks. Give us all a quick wave. <clears throat> there we go. And we've got Mrs. Moderator herself. Say a quick hello, Mrs. Moderator. Good morning. The feet. Good morning. Morning, morning, morning. The feed hasn't come up yet. Is the feed? I was just typing the feed. It's not coming up on LinkedIn yet. The feed's not coming up yet. We're hoping that the feed will be there in a minute. So uh, I'm not sure it's. Oh yes, we're up. We're up. We're up. We're up. Fantastic. There we go. We're up. Tap to join. There we are. Perfect. It says starting soon. I don't know what that's all about. Oh yeah, we're on. We're on. We're on, folks. If you can give us. A comment in the comments field folks Tilly Davis good morning there we are phew so yep that's um we're always wondering whether we're alive or not so 116 show folks and only 48 sleeps until the big man people there we go so with Sarah Ildi Andy Ian me marketing CX and background marketing uh, apes healthy minds club our sponsors Boom, there we go. I'll say that again. So with Sarah, Ildi, Andy, Ian, me, Marketing CX, and Healthy Minds Club, this week's sponsors. That's our team, folks. Wow. So welcome on. Um, join into the feed, please. So oi oi people and hi gang, it's leaders live. Showtime, folks. Hurrah and huzzah. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh at my own jokes. Yeah, whoop whoop. <laughs> so we've got a real woo-woo session today. Well, not quite woo-woo. We're talking about intuition today. And uh, it's just after 8:45 a.m. here in the UK. And we are live, live, live with leaders live. Spreading the love, folks, spreading the love. Yabba dabba do. And we hope you enjoyed that groovy opener as well, gang. And uh, this week, we are delighted that we are being powered by uh, Healthy Minds Club, our sponsors, and look out for who's sponsoring us each week. And oh, please let us know if our audio is coming through okay as well. So please join in for you guys listening at the, at the um, on um, on live and uh, join into the comments feed. So if you're new to Leaders Live, warm welcome to you all. Uh, Leaders Live is a dynamic weekly talk show that generates business through networking, through community, through extraordinary conversations that inspire folks. And as I mentioned in the countdown, I'm Andrew Jenkins, and I host this weekly live interaction show that's built an awesome community of like-minded leaders just like you guys. So please don't be shy. We love, love, love you to introduce yourself, join in, interact with the comments, chat with us, ask questions as we go along. We've got three simple rules, folks. Uh, a safe community, mutual respect, and shh, please, no selling in the room. So, and our motto here is I to the power of we. And a really easy way that you can support the show um, for, it's a free show, of course, um, and all the time and effort we put in to produce this. There's about 10 hours worth of, of time that goes into making this show every week. You can buy me a coffee.com um, forward slash leaders live. Um, so, uh, and it looks a bit like this, if I can find the... Uh, the, the little test thingy be bob just a bit of fun there we go and all proceeds go to the show there we are so we love it when you show some love to, uh, for us as well gang so all proceeds as i said go back to the show and uh yeah so quick um smash those likes as well folks as we're going along and those thumbs up that really helps us love that bell we'd really appreciate that keeps us motivated too so phew put it all together what have you got Bibbidi bibbidi bobbidi poo. So there we are. Let's bring in our guest for this week. Ah, there we go. There's the lineup for today, folks. There's our lineup. So please let us know that you're in. And uh, yeah, let's. Um, yeah. So hello, everybody. How are we doing? Hey. Fantastic. Brilliant. Great okay. to be with you all. We, we had a bit, bit of an audio problem this morning, but we're all sorted now and uh, yeah, we can hear everybody. So uh, hopefully uh, you can all hear us. So our theme today, folks, is um, unlock the powerful secrets of your awesome intuition. Ooh, I think that deserves a... Ooh. ooh. So... <laughs> 
I mean, let's uh, let's set the direction of travel. Andy, uh, set us the direction of travel today for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had a good chat about it the other day. It's so like a pre-show mm. thing. And so like we never got to the end of it. We could have got <laughs> lots going on forever. Um, I think intuition, depending mm. on who you talk to, I think some people go, it's a bit ooh. So that's why ooh, we're saying woo-woo. Yeah. It sounds a bit weird. But mm. there's, there's massive amounts of science behind it. Um, and I think my big question, yeah, wow. And my, big que- my big question is, is, um, some of us, we just do it because I mean, I'm, if you don't know anything about Myers Briggs, I'm 100% intuitive and 100% extrovert, which is just mm, freaky. Just freaky. Um, yeah. I, broke, I broke the system. That's the best way I'll do that. But the, <laughs> but the question is can, can people who aren't intuitive, this is what I'd love to know, polarized, mm. can people who aren't naturally intuitive be trained to both appreciate it and even become more intuitive? Um, and that's what we're hopefully discovering today that all of us can use yeah. our intuition, right? So it's not just for those favoured few. So uh, yeah, let's um, let's quickly introduce. Well, just before we do that, we have um, we have an audience question, um, as we do every week. And um, yeah, so here's the audience question for you. And Sarah will put it in the feed for him. We'll come to Mrs. Moderator in a moment. Have you ever experienced a situation, folks, when your intuition guided you to make a decision that changed your life? That's the, that's the audience question for you to interact with this morning. I'll say it again. Have you ever experienced a situation when your intuition guided you to make a decision that changed your life? And you know, briefly share that in the feed for us. Um, and uh, yeah, and we'll unlock that together. So there's a delay in the feed, so we'll pick up what you're typing in shortly. So uh, that's the interactive question for you to k- kick off. And let's bring in Mrs. Moderator, Sarah Jenkins. How are we doing, Sarah? Good morning. We're doing okay, but I think mm. we might have an issue with LinkedIn. Really? Um, I really. I don't know if anybody else struggled to get on this morning, guest-wise. Mm. Um, We've got quite a few guests on. Yeah, it, the the link didn't come up for me. Um, mm. I had to go and search for the program and, and join. So, okay. and I'm thinking, looking at the amount of people that are commenting, that a few others might be having the same issue. So, um, okay. Hopefully, they will hop on on another channel if they can't find it on LinkedIn. Yeah, hopefully, you try and find us. We've got a few, we've got a couple of people here. We've got Jess White's that's on. I can see quite a few people on the live at the moment, but um, these are the two people. Morning, Nathan. Morning, Jess. So uh, please don't be shy. Um, join in with us on the comments. Um, oh yeah, uh, it needed a quick refresh. I think it's that Kieran, is it? I don't know. Someone. Uh, I don't know. That's not showing up on my LinkedIn. Uh, I'm yeah, guessing that is. I'm guessing that is Kieran. We are live, 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 but needed a quick refresh. There we go. So don't please we do all. That. Don't we all from time to time? <laughs> <laughs> right. So before we begin, folks, um, I just want to have a shout out for Steve Whittle's charity, Tough to Talk, um, for his Movember um, shout out. So um, he's into preventing male suicide. So really important cause. So we're just shouting this out in November, November. And here's just a quick uh, video just to shout him out. Here we go. Brothers, it's time. Time to unleash the stash. <laughs> we're not just growing mustaches, we're sparking a revolution. Join us this November. Stand tall, speak out. We're fighting against male suicide and the mental health stigma. Your voice, your story, your mustache. It can save lives. Visit toughtotalk.com and follow the instructions to set up your fundraising page. Every penny you raise will go directly to funding men-only suicide intervention courses for men in male-dominated spaces and raising awareness of how to destroy the stigma and save thousands of men's lives, one life at a time. There we go. Oops, I'll just I'll do that in a moment. So thank you, um, Steve uh, Whittle. So Tough to Talk supports communities and businesses supporting men with their issues, destroying the stigma, as Steve said, around talking about mental health and reducing male suicide, so preventing it. So And his website is www.toughtotalkalloneword.com. Toughtotalk.com, folks. So back to intuition. Here we go. So... Ah, there we are. Let's just bring in um, Ildi for a moment. So, Ildi, let's start us off, kick us off. You know, what what is intuition? You know, start us off with an understanding. What what actually is it? Why is it important to us as leaders? 
Well, there are there are so many uh, ways to describe it and various different ways to experience it. Some say it's a hunch. Other people say it, it is a, a feeling in the belly. So some people like um, that's how I know I have intuition switched on. I get sensations in my body. There are others who say um, in our conversations earlier uh, this week, Andy mentioned a set of data points, uh, experiences that fire off in the brain uh, that give us solutions that are um, that are already there. That, that some form of uh, there's a dog in the background. <laughs> there are there are a few dogs in the background. They are very intuitive. Oh, they're very intuitive. <laughs> very so it's it. It's instinct. It's um, it's sixth sense. It, it is um, unseen, unexperienced pathways connecting those points of information in our brains that suddenly appear without us controlling them. Mm-hmm. Um, it it is it it is well, something that I um, I I mold on. Uh, the other day is well, there are there is science that says we're only using a certain percentage of our brain. And I started asking questions about, well, who is using the other parts of our brain that we uh, are yeah, that we're not using? Um, so it's um, it, it's connected to the brain it, or is intuition con- connected to the other brain in the stomach or does it come from the outside? There are so many, so many exciting thoughts, so which is why we're here, I think, to, yeah. to have the question. But as I'm... leaders, it's um, it is feeling into um uh or sensing into i should say because i'm a feeling person obviously that's why i use that word but sensing into what's going on um with other people um with solutions around us with systems around us and uh and finding solutions when we're in a in a flow in um in a creative space i guess that my belief du jour creative space yeah so uh, and your dogs are joining in there so um so it could be instinct is it a sixth sense is it unseen is it all about connections is it taking our senses further and you know how much of our brains are we really using and does intuition use further amounts of that and when we're in flow or creative space so that's that so uh yeah let's just bring up um the um ian for a moment ian what's the science behind all of this Wow. There's, well, there's there's lots, mm. and I think there's lots still to be discovered, basically. Yeah. So the situation is with the neuroscience, at least, is that we use our brain all the time, and most mm. of our brain we're using. But, Ildi, I think you're <laughs> right in terms of the way in which we lean into how we use certain skills, right? Mm. So certain skills we find easier when we learn them. When we learn them, those connections occur within your brain. And when they connect connect within your brain, then you can start making these very patterns. So we call that wiring, and neurons that fire together wire together. The thing is, your brain is a is a big pattern forming machine, so it's always looking for pattern. It's always trying to look at context, and the brain is is the central hub. And as a neuroscientist, everything as a bit like I'm therefore a hammer and therefore FC everything as a nail. But mm. I would say, I would say that the brain is the central hub, which then connects to the rest of the body. So it's fascinating to me, and I, I still think there's a lot of work to be done as to whether your brain tells your gut and your heart to feel that way, or it's a, it's a combination of those two. And it's likely to be a little bit of both. And, you know, that sort of communication with the rest of the body. So that whole body sensation is, is centrally perceived at least. And it's how we have evolved to take on sub cues and classically all sorts of very subliminal sort of information, and then to create meaning out of those situations. And that's part mm. of the way our brains work normally. The, the danger is sometimes that it can jump to un, unhelpful conclusions and sometimes some very, very helpful conclusions, right? Yeah. And then the other part of this, which is something that we live and breathe in terms of being coaches, is then you can start to manifest, in a sense, the intuition that you need to start seeing the connections you need. And it's part of your brain called the reticular activating system. It's low down within your brain. And it's very much about sort of sensing, <laughs> sensing when there is something that's important to you and to, to pay to pay attention. And then that's connected to the limbic system, which is about emotions and feelings. And then above that, if you think about it, it's almost like a brain hierarchy. Then wow. we get to the sort of frontal cortex or prefrontal cortex or the cortex as a whole surrounding it. And that 
operates as a great orchestra. That's the way I like to look at it. Ooh. So it's not that we're not using all of our brain. It's just that there are certain parts are going to be more useful at certain times. Mm. And as to whether there is a central point of intuition, well, that's probably not the case. It's probably far more certainly personally thinking. I think it's more of an emergent process. It's an emergent being a little bit like consciousness. Wow. So it's a bit more than just what's happening in our brains and a bit more that's happening in our gut, but it's it's kind of happening all over us. And it's an emergent and to, process. Totally. And I've got to mention mm. Anne Betts here. So Anne Betts mm. is a neuroscientist who does a whole lot of stuff on neuro, on intuition in the States and teaches it for coaches. And one of the things that goes beyond just this then is it's not just our own brain this is happening with, but there's this idea of an extended mind. And then as a group, as a community, as a tribe, as a family, how do we start? There's connections that are happening all the time that makes us more intuitive as a group. And Andy and I have been speaking about this here about, you know, liminal spaces. So what are those spaces that we make connections? And that's where, I mean, fascinating having the pre-talk and fascinating having this talk, right? Because mm -hmm. it's all about how do all these things come together? Because the reality is it probably don't, you don't just look at it in a science context. You don't just look at it in a philosophical context. It's, it's something much bigger, which makes us human. That makes us human. Yes. Something a lot bigger that makes us human. Very interesting. And we'll come to Andy in a moment, but um. Um, in fact, let's just bring in Andy right now. How are you doing? Gosh, Andy, you look massive. So uh, what's happening there? <laughs> you can zoom me out a bit. Yeah, there we go. I can try and zoom you oh, out a little oh. bit. I'm not sure if I can do that yeah, while okay. you're live. Otherwise, it's kind of like, hello. Uh, there we go. How's that? There yeah. we go. Uh, He's very photogenic. Can I just he say is, that? Isn't he? very photogenic. Very photogenic. Yeah. There oh, we go. <laughs> you are. <laughs> There we uh, go. What are we doing? That's I'm like, just zooming you around. There we go. That's as good as I can get. That's as good as I can get. Yeah, those, there we are. Those listening on the podcast, there's extreme close-up. Remember Wayne's World. Extreme close-up. Extreme close-up. <laughs> we can get right I'm up your nose. <laughs> so intuition, what do you think it is, Andy? I know we're going to come to you in a moment to talk about um, you know, uh, a data point, but um, you know, just before we get there, what, what, what say you? Right. Well, I, I think there's, I mean, interesting enough, I mean, we'll, we'll, I think we'll do it in the woo session, but the I reckon there's, I reckon there's an example, I mean, it's mm. not woo to me, but I reckon there's an example of it actually in, in, um, from about a thousand years BC, mm. um, in the Bible, but we'll Ooh. come to that. We'll, you know, so being a rev, so people <laughs> yeah. who don't know, I'm a proper rev, so a proper rev. theology and stuff. I know that whole God thing. Um, but I think, uh, so we said it's instinct at the beginning. I don't think it's instinct. So I'm mm. just going to throw a holy hand grenade in here. No. I don't reckon yeah. it's instinct because uh, in my thinking, I thought, well, actually instinct is when you get a vibe or a sense and you get a physiological change that means mm. you then respond automatically. So if you fall over flat on your face, your arms come out immediately in front of you to protect your face. Yeah. Intuition seems to me to be more intu uh, intuitive, that's stupid, uh, more um, cognitive, something happening in your brain whereby you're then reflecting on it. So you've got a chance to think rather than automatically re react to it. Ah. So I think that that, uh, and, and so it doesn't mm. matter how intuition comes out. So I did a tiny bit of reading and otherwise known as I got, I got AI to find some information <laughs> for me and summarise it. There's an um, interesting thought. Is AI intuitive? Probably not. No, not a chance. No, not no. at all. It just, it, just, it just does lots of things together. Mm. Um, but what we're doing is, um, is it seems as though the common ground for intuition is it could be knowing, you could just know stuff, which is kind of like how I have it. But there's definitely a physiological feeling or a sense, but then you think about it. So there's something going on there, I think, which is uh, beyond, oh, I don't know, it's hard to say, isn't it? It's beyond uh, just our five senses I, and what I'd we're picking up. I'd love to know up. with people, sort of like, even mm. after the show, sort of like for, for, for people just leave comments of what is their experience? What do they feel when they think they're being intuitive? I'd love to know that. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, well, and yeah. there we go. So your thoughts as the audience on that, you know, please join in. Um, we've got a poll that we want to do as well so, um, uh, or just report on, but let's just go to Mrs. Moderator for a moment. What's going on in the feed? Give the guys a break for a second. Right, a couple of things uh, mm. mainly. Um, Laurie, I joined the Navy mostly based on a gut feeling and very little actual research. Spent 20 <laughs> years in the Navy going from enlisted to officer. To be honest, mm. the Navy has been the most single, most defining experience of who I am today. Today, yeah. Morning, Laurie. Great to see you again, Laurie, by the way. 
Fantastic, Laurie. Sorry, brilliant. Um, now John Attridge has oh, threads hello, John. here. Um, he, he also mentions um, that he's just had a presentation on a funky, comprehensive, intuitive hiring as well as team function. So that's in the chat if anybody wants to explore that. Brilliant. But Hi, then John. he asks, is intuition the intersection where brainwashing meets experience? Ooh. What, what do you mean by brainwashing? Brain, brainwashing. I'm interested, John. What, what do you mean by brainwashing? I mean, I know you're not taking a brain out and washing it, but <laughs> I hope right. I'm assuming that. But okay, well, we'll we'll ask the question, John. What's what do you mean by brainwashing? And then we'll see if we can answer that question while we're waiting for John and the feed to catch up. Um, is there anything else um, before I move on, Sarah? No, we can move on. Okay, and morning, Anitas. Um, I think she's Can just Can I just pick up on one yeah, thing that Andy just means. said? Yeah, yeah. Which is, I, I love this concept, Andy, of beyond. Mm. There's something beyond. Beyond, yeah. I like and it. I think that, again, this is something beyond where I am. It's how I connect with the world, the universe, other people. I, I, just that word just really resonated there. So just wanted to pick yeah, that up. Yeah, I like that. We'll pick that up later about the other people piece as well. And just reminded me of uh, to infinity and beyond. <laughs> just, <laughs> just for, for, right. Do you notice where we get all our great quotes from is as coaches and trainers and speakers. There's an intuitive leap for you, isn't it? Brilliant. And the Matrix being one of those great ones for intuition, by the way, folks. So, uh, yeah, we might come to that. John's um, John's given us a little bit of a steer here. Where am I? Um, let me just bring that up. Media and other input teachers, etc. Mentors. Okay. Okay. Oh, I see. So, um, like, as in brainwashing. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now get it. Sorry. That was that was possibly my 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 yeah. Mm. That was my mm. neurodiverse brain literally struggling to that. Okay. So it meets experience. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to sit with that for a little bit. Yeah, you're going okay. to sit with that for a while. Mm. Yeah, I think he means um, influenced by others, doesn't he? I think there. So, yeah, um, yeah just while we're waiting for um, <laughs> Ian's brain to um, to process that a little bit and reflect on it, and as well as our guests. Here's the poll that we did the other day. Um, we love doing this poll. These polls are just great. They just they, they really create some data points for us which we're coming on to in a moment as well in terms of you know some data for the show and so the question i asked is when it comes to intuition which option means the most to you for leadership and decision making um so is it innate deep-seated wisdom intuition is it a gut feeling uh, instinctive hunch subconscious processing insights beyond logic and data that's what we're just picking up here and that's 39 percent what say you um ildi what's your thoughts on this <clears throat> Well, when I uh, first saw the options, um, mm. I, I got confused uh, because I, I thought, well, all of them and none of them. And I, some of them. And... <laughs> I am I am a little bit on um, a little bit or uh, very much on, on the spectrum. So I've, I've seen myself needing data um, to to make decisions, to understand how relationships work and mm. um, so I'm, I'm very, as I work uh, in my field as a change manager uh, and leadership teams, my favorite thing to do is, is simplify and use tools to create data points for, for people uh, to, to, to give their minds a structure. Because what happens then is uh, I release energy that I can spend on other things. So I wanted to believe that it's an innate deep-seated wisdom mm -hmm. um but then i would like it to be logic and and data and the energy in between the data points oh so, the, the energy beyond and in between like that yes like that very nice just from a neuroscience point of view mm. it's really interesting because when we when we have an aha moment mm. we get this little burst of energy literally so that allows our brain to use that energy to make a difference and the, the problem is with that energy that dissipates it, it receives very very quickly mm. so i love that idea that it's a, when you get that aha the, the intuition and then can act upon it and actually that that for some people obviously can be addictive probably associated to dopamine yeah that idea and, that we get that reward chemical and there's mm. your aha moment right it's getting when your brain yeah, goes, ah, yeah. literally and we, we love it as as humans <laughs> i think most people actually really love the idea of like oh i get it or oh isn't that amazing mm. and to a certain extent, obviously, that can spiral slightly out of control if you're thinking about, oh, I, I can foretell what poker cards are going to come up or, you know, who's going to win a, a race. And that, um, we're not in the woo-woo session, so we're not going to go to there at that point. But 
at this point, but I think there's something out there about, again, that aha, ah, the energy, Ildi, that you're picking up on, which, you know, many of us love. This makes so much sense. I think I am addicted. That is, that feels very true. Yeah. That is an aha moment. Yeah. And and then to to constantly grow. And I think this is one of the things that when we don't feel that we're having intuition, when life's not going so well, when we go sort of down the plug hole, so to speak, (laughs) you know, that's no, because that we can feel like that. And I've certainly been there, you know, Mm. had therapy and, you know, all that. And so again, so we support the pre, you know, the whole thing about suicide have unfortunately that experience with that in my family. Mm. So, you know, the, the hard part is when we start to lose control and sight of that intuition or to trust that intuition possibly. And, and that's yeah. really tricky. And again, I think when we try and do that by ourselves, that's not so useful. That's probably when we're more likely to disappear down the rabbit hole. To quote Andrew, this is how much you influence me, Andrew, your, your phraseology. <laughs> that's interesting what I you're saying. I find myself saying something. Down, yeah, down the rabbit hole. Yeah, it's one of my favorite expressions. And uh, we'll come to Andy in a moment, but just, just picking up on that point there. So when our brains are too full, say, of stress or of a difficult situation that we're tackling, it's less likely I'm picking up here from you, uh, Ian. I'm just just, I'm yeah. just making an intuitive leap myself. So what you're saying is that if our brains are too packed full of what's going on right now and we're under stress or you know something significant is happening in our lives, it's less likely totally. that we are able to to make those further connections. Hundred um, percent. Right. Okay. Uh, and, and that's not that we're not using our brain. It's just actually there's less resources given to the brain, indeed, the parts of the brain that can be creative. As you know, yeah. when when we're stressed. What happens is that when we're scared, that's that, mm. that level, our sort yeah. of our attention bandwidth narrows and the blood flow to the prefrontal cortex is limited. So the prefrontal cortex is the curly bit right at the top of the brain. And it's the bit that doesn't... <laughs> the curly bit, I love that. Yeah, oh, yeah well, you know, folded yeah. up, crinkly, yeah, yeah. crinkly <laughs> little bit of the brain, you know, and, and it's, that's the bit that's latest to evolve in terms of our species it's the bit that in theory is is the one that's logical and logical logic and creative Mm. and that's the problem when we're under real stress is that we actually lose that uh, blood flow to that area there's likelihood as well as a as a result of that so that's that fight flight freeze oh it'll just go away flock do what everybody else is doing or flop but all of those require an energy from our body. And actually there are certain reactions that are more instinctive. It's going back to what Andy was saying, actually, it's more like putting your hands out. But that means that you're less tuned in potentially to what other possibilities there could be there. And that's why when we talk about meditation, or we talk about breathing, that's one of the ways to sort of just calm all of that kind of stress response. It opens up our sort of bandwidth, opens up. The inner eye, potentially, the opportunity to sort of sense what's more going on around us. And certainly, you know, people like Andy are somebody who's learned to lean into that to receive that kind of deeper wisdom and that intuition and to go with it. I think, Ildi, that's what it sounds like you do too, right? So you go with that, having learned what that feeling is. And that feeling, by the way, I feel is a little bit like as a coach is when we talk about people learning any skill like learning to ride a bike or to surf or to do anything. There's a certain point where you just know what it feels like. And the more you lean into that, oh, that's that. That's why I think, again, you're sort of practicing that as a skill. So one of the questions we've got is, is it possible for us to learn the skill of intuition? I think there is a possibility of making it more likely by doing certain things. And some practical things that we'll come to as well in terms of, well, how do we make this practical for us as leaders? And we've already mentioned a few there, but just calming the brain down is one of those. We're going to come back to that in a moment, but let's just come to Andy for a minute. Andy, you know, you talk about, um, you know, what's your idea of intuition? And you use this expression called data points. You know, this is quite, when when you mentioned that the other day during our pre-talk, it was like, oh, we kind of all got that. So tell us a little bit more about intuition and data points. Right. Well, mm. I think um, so. I can only, I mean, I always say this. Like, I can only give give my information what I feel. So, mm. um, uh, so I'm going to go sort of like slightly off off for a second because it kind of like mm. illustrates it in a little way. So, neurodiverse people. The difference between uh, us and uh, neurotypical 
brains yeah. okay. is it seems okay so i'm waiting for the uh, the, the the clever bloke in the room uh, i mean we're all clever <laughs> yeah, ian um to tell me no you're wrong so that's fine um but when 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 we're, when we're born our little baby brains they have lots and lots of neural connections and there's loads being made and i'm just going to get in camera here loads being made and it's great but then as we get older um i guess about you know, still sort of like very young that all those all those um ones sort of like start dying i've got to be careful which finger hold up here now um all the sort of like um different pathways start breaking down and it mm. starts filtering okay so that you sort of like only have like small branches with us neurodiverse lot we still have all of those connections or many of them so our brains are, are, are literally more connected which is why we suffer if you like sometimes with the fact that every idea is possible and we don't know which one to choose or the sort of like you know you're going to a cafe so people might relate to this better than you're a typical you go to a cafe you're trying to have a conversation and everything else is just as loud all right that's what it feels like to a lot of us who are neuro neurodiverse is that everything's the same volume but i think that does give um a way in which our brains connect with this intuitive process something interesting because if we've got all of those data points, all of those um, uh, thoughts in the back of our head, but at the same time, we're looking for patterns. So we're looking for stuff out there and we're absorbing the whole lot. And then our neuro branching brain makes all of those connections all at the same time. And it's that which we feel and go, right, there's something about this, isn't it? It's so, so when I was trying <laughs> That wasn't me. I was just pretending to bark. It was good. Um, so, so when, when, um, when I was when I was doing some coaching training, mm -hmm. um, the um, one of the things that that came up, which was interesting, is I've always struggled when I'm listening to people. To I'm trying to remember everything that they're saying. Everything. Everything they're saying, and then so they did this experiment with it. This is a little thing where we got into pairs. So there was about hundred of us in the room. They got into pairs and said, "Right, wait well, to tell the other person exactly what you heard." And it's like, "Okay, then." And then the other person goes, "Well, no, you got quite a lot wrong." And then they did it again. Said, "Well, I want to tell you, tell you, um, just to like summarize it in a couple of sentences." They said, "Oh, we did better that time." And then they said, "What we do is we want you to um, just say one word." And say, is it something about? And then you go, yeah. And you go, oh, I understood that. Oh, yeah, you really understood it. And I said, the sense that I got as I did it was instead of trying to remember everything, literally let everything wash over me and a bit like an iceberg, let the, a phrase or a thought just float to the very top and say that bit. Now, I'm not saying this worked for everybody, but that was the sense I got. And suddenly I realized I didn't have to coach people by remembering everything and connect the dots for them. All I had to do was have a sense, an intuitive little image. So as we're talking here, one of the intuitive images that I didn't think of the other day that's coming to mind is a tuning fork Ooh. or a glass that you make ring by rubbing your finger around the top. Mm. And I don't know quite what that's got to do with intuition, but it's got something to do with it. So it's like, can I, yeah, that sounds to me like resonance. Ooh. So we get like a resonance and, and everything that, again, with firing of neurons mm. and that's the stuff. And even with the way in which the whole brain works, we get patterns of waves of behavior. So there's that, that Andy, it sounds like there's a, a resonance when something resonates, you know, it becomes greater than the sum of the parts almost. It's not entirely true, of course, in, in terms of physics, but, but there's something there about it rings true, literally. And I, I, I think we're very sensitive to that kind of energy as well. And again, I'm I'm extrapolating here a little bit beyond probably my specialty, but it's that whole idea that I think in terms of, you know, when we hear something that resonates, it it, it, it rings true for us at a deeper level. And I wonder, if, John, if this is where you were coming to with your statement about, you know, is it where brainwashing meets experience? I think there's something of that, you know, actually, does that ring true or does this ring true based on my experience? And Andy, you're totally, yeah. totally right as well, by the way, about neural branching. So usually that sort of late teens to early 20s, there's a, a process of neural pruning, which again is very much in normal terms. It's very much about trying to say normal, usual terms is around trying to make sure that the brain is more efficient because it's incredibly energy hungry. The brain's 2% of your body weight requires 20% of your energy needs. Wow. So one of the things that your brain's trying to do is to try and limit the number of possibilities based on previous experience so that you're more efficient 
going forwards. Now, the, the hard part is that that means that many of us can get quite fixed, even when we're going sort of beyond sort of that sort of late teens, early 20s. Good news, everybody, is that you can remain neuroplastic throughout the entirety of your life. It's just that there are phases, obviously, that are more plastic. So you're spot on there, Andy, and I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if that, that would explain why there's less neural pruning at that point. That would make sense that there's more opportunity for connections and random connections. And, and that fits more with what the brain wants to do anyway. So it's a kind of an, it's just a, a probable possible physiological reason why your brain is just doing what most brains would do but and some because it has all these other connection possibilities yeah interesting isn't it so if i can just summarize here just just so we can all catch up a little bit so it sounds like these data points come along and our brains can absorb this but our consciousness can't hold it all there's just so much going on right I think it's something like the conscious mind can only hold something like five plus or minus two or seven plus or minus two bits of information. That's, right? And that's unfortunately, yeah. a, that's that's bits of basic information. So that's a yeah. study done in the sort of 40s, 50s, I think. Yeah, it was. Talking yeah. about, uh, so actually any complex thing in the mind is one thing at a time. Yeah, one thing at a time. That's right. So a lot maybe. Oh, past... now I find that interesting. I, yeah. I, I'm like, oh, hang on a minute. Because mm. my brain holds all sorts of really complex things all at the same time. time. Yeah. And I know that when I'm thinking about one complex thing over here, in the back of it, it's accessing and doing all sorts of things over here. And then I mm. kind of like go, oh, what happens if I bring the both? I mean, when I'm doing graphic recording, that's mm. kind of the object we're doing. We're trying to sort of like make it so that it's easier for people to make the big connections because they can, you know, I mean, for me, I can hold stuff. But uh, I'm not saying I'm super clever or anything. It's just the way mm. my brain works. Um, but I think what we're doing is if you've got a whole day when you're talking about massive amounts of data and it's really complex and everything else. But uh, when he and I work together, because we're working together as a team now, which is rather good fun. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah. we're, we're creating those images, mm. um, or I'm creating the, the images, and, uh, and Ian's filtering in and facilitating through the day a bit. And then at the end of the day, we say to people, right, go and have a look at all of these images. And now instead of having to ma hold massive amounts of data in their heads, they're holding images in their heads, and that's a heck of a lot easier. But the images do an Ethan Bauer nudge or something or other. I've got the wrong word there. Um, behind their heads. And it's actually bringing the data back into the forefront of their brains so they make connections between the images. Then they can make connections between the data and they apply it to themselves. And then they can see their own patterns, yeah. which are in there, which is what we call third thought. So this is third thought. So this is all about taking those data points, some of them subliminal, and just, just allowing your brain to make those connections between those things that you know you might not have consciously um, processed, but they're still there anyway because everything's connected to everything in our brains. Absolutely. And just by allowing us to, to just reflect on that, um, you know, allowing that kind of thought process and those patterns to build because as human beings we're meaning making machines right and this goes back to the mm. ildi what you're saying about using more of the brain so brain, you yeah. think about pretty much everything from back here backwards mm. so from about midpoint other than right under the base of your skull yeah. is real estate in the brain terms that's dedicated to visual processing yeah. that's why a picture can say a thousand words a picture can but also the, the beautiful thing about pictures in the way that andy draws them is capturing it in the way in which there is possibility for a connection beyond that as well which i think is a, a fantastic skill so yeah. a picture tells a thousand words but it's also a way in which you then make it much easier for people to remember that and then make other analogy metaphor story narrative because something comes meaning. to mind, right? Um, so now meaning. you're relating past stories of things that have happened to you and you're relating to them to the moment now to create some sort of story, some sort of metaphor to yeah. help you then make a point, right? And that's the intuitive Absolutely. leap. The intuitive yeah. leap. And it, means that, it means that people yeah. who, are, who are listening, they, they take ownership of the ideas. Yes, because you're and presenting it back. So, yeah. so I think, again, there's something to do with this intuitive almost intuitive necessity mm. to make sense of data and ideas that are out there yeah. so that they can be owned and processed internally. I Into mean, one the of the things we talk, like, yeah. we talk about in, in, in how, do, how do we understand who we are? We tell stories. Mm. And my theory is, and I don't think it's a, it's a new theory, that what we're, what we're doing is that I compare my story 
to your story such that I can make sense of who I am in the world by saying I agree with your story or I don't agree with your story. Mm. That's very, very naively put, but uh, basically that's it. And we do it intuitively. And the other thing I'm picking up here then, guys, is that this isn't just about you and what's going on in your brain. It's, it's the ability to then share that metaphor, that story, that intuitive leap that then creates an aha moment with a group of people. So we're now back to others as well. And then, you know, that locks something in, a thought process in that then takes the third thought, if you like, further. And then we explore that together. Interesting. Let's just bring Mrs. Moderator in for a moment. What are your thoughts, Sarah, listening to all of this? What are you what are you picking up from this? Well, I think I must be the least intuitive person on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I also think that uh, this is completely aside to what we're talking about, but... Um, mm. I should imagine, well, I can see neurodiversity. You must be exhausted having yeah. all that going on, shouting for attention in your head. Everything all connected to everything, like a big ball be, of string. Yeah, <laughs> just wow. Yeah. Just wow. Can't, can't get me head around that. That is yeah. so wow moment. So some um, people are much more sensing, Sarah, is what I'm picking up with you were saying. So one thing leads to another, then leads to another, and starts to make sense by building a a few bits of data together to create a bigger picture. And yeah, what, I mean, and Yeah. It's really interesting how differently you and I think, because I know mm. you will you will work with the group and you'll pull out stuff that is not said, mm. it's not discussed, but it absolutely hits the nail on the head, where if I'm sitting in that group, I'm like, where on earth did that come from? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really interesting that I think some people definitely have that skill more. I'm not saying that we don't have intuition, because certainly I will get feelings and go, hmm, you know, somebody will come to mind or something will happen and I'll get a, a feeling in the body. Yeah, like But Ildi, I think yeah. those that are more intuitive, um, yeah, I think it's just a lot of it is instinct and you, you see and hear stuff that isn't articulated and it's fascinating. It is. But it's that, that I think it's important, isn't it? Because, mm. I mean, when, when I'm in a room and I'm training people, um, what I do is I, you know, sort of like things are going there and I will go, I've just had an idea and I think it's something to do with this. And that's my intuitive process, making connections. I've got no idea where it's at. It's like I did with it, like I said about the tuning fork and the glass. Mm. And I'll say, this has got something to do with this. Now I'm neurodiverse. I'm going to offer this to you and say, if I'm saying this, what do you think is the connection? And then that creates this, uh, this lovely cognitive gap that forces the brain to say, I have to fill in the gap. So sensey people then go, Oh, I've got the fill of the gap and your brain goes panic, 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 and then connects the, the idea and says, well, it's probably something to do with that because it likes to make sense of things. So yeah, I really throw, so I throw yeah. the thing out there and then that's when it makes people think. And then what that does to neurodiver neurotypical people, which is great, is they go, oh, that makes us think differently. Exactly. So I yeah. use my neurodiversity to help unlock people who are neurotypical, but then they go places where I couldn't have gone. So it and then every way thing. And then everybody makes a leap, right, into into that. Because oh right. yeah. And so that that suggestion, that input of intuitive data then helps the group to kind of go, yes, that's it. And then we all yeah. let move forward very quickly um into a yeah. new way of thinking. Okay. Exactly. Brilliant. I like I that. Eye to the power of we eye to the power. Exactly. And this is where I was going to come oh, on right. to, to Ildi, actually. And um, is there anything else going in the feed, actually, before we move on? Um, um, Kieran, we were looking at the poll. Um, yeah. And mm. interestingly, he says he feels his decision-making is almost a mix of all the four options in uh. almost those exact percentages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about a poll. You've only got four options. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I support that as well. Interesting. Brilliant. Okay. So, um, yeah, let's move on a little bit and turn this to, you know, we've talked a little bit about, well, a lot about intuition, making leaps, ringing a bell, you know, um, sounds about right. You know, we're, we're making those resonance things. You know, How do we apply this LD to um, accessing intuition from a practical point of view as business leaders? Bring it back, land it for us in terms of, you know, what does it mean for business? And, you know, you're in the world of change and making change in business. Yes, and all of these ideas are, are, are so amazing. And um, mm. if I uh, 
if I imagine a, a CEO or a senior leader sitting on my uh, shoulder while, while we're talking about intuition, they're like, oh my God, this is way too much information. Give me mm. three things to do that I can take away and then yeah. I'll be fine. Um, and um, think maybe sharing so, some of the uh, experiences and things that we, we talked about, one of the, the solutions that is coming into the corporate world now as well is more mindfulness and uh, mental health so meditation to just quiet everything around so that we can make space for for the brain to look at that data radar as andy said uh, the other day and 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 give the brain the opportunity to release that energy between the data points something else that that works uh, extremely well as uh, ian explained how um, part of the brain doesn't get blood. Um, talking to uh, one of the people who's on the call, Nathan, um, he said something very interesting uh, the other day when we discussed this, that uh, by asking questions, you can pull the blood back into the for forefront. Oh. And uh, Tony Robbins is talking about asking better questions so you can improve the quality of the questions that you're asking to to come out of your uh, primal uh, reactive area and um, and open that space for for more energy as well isn't, and, isn't that interesting yeah, yeah just by asking mm. the question we can get different results right yes very and interesting I, I think um mm. uh, i think andrew you were the one talking about this where um today a lot of leaders are um tend to be back to back in meetings and it's very important to to build time in into the diaries manage their time Correct. so that they can step away and mm -hmm. um, go for a walk be in nature if there's a, a roof garden in the office uh, take off your shoes like um, Richard Gere did in Pretty Woman and oh, walk yes. yeah. in the grass with with your naked feet because you're connecting to to energies again so um, and then just be curious. I think that's that's something that we learn uh, in NLP as we're as we're looking at. Be curious, ask the questions, and and it will it will come. Whoever the power is that responds, uh, Andy, it is uh, it can evolve and can become a different voice. But um, those are some some key things that work. And then. What I, what I do as a change manager is I tell stories a lot. So I build pictures with words. Uh, I simplify. Uh, I, I like to call myself the chief simplification officer. I saw uh, that on your profile. Chief yeah. simplification officer. Beautiful. Because yeah. if there's too much noise, then uh, too much data point points, then s something can get stuck. So clean up the thoughts. Also, going back to uh, the word resonance. Uh, a lot of people are talking about raising your vibrations. So <laughs> find your own way. Dog <laughs> your dog agrees with that. Yeah. <laughs> raising the vibrations. So whether that's meditation, whether it's surrounding yourself with the right kind of people, uh, reading the right books, having having good sleep, because that will sleep. put you in the right frame of mind as well. So just a few uh, bits from the toolkit that you can yeah, use. Yeah, I think that's great to just to land it practically. And some other bits there for me would be spending time with people. I think we've all said said this in different ways, you know, that spark creative intuition. So, you know, having people like, you know, Ian, Andy, myself, you, Ildi together, you know, we when we get together, things spark, right? And, you know, that togetherness and that collaboration, eye to the power of we again, is a you know a really important thing. It's really easy to dismiss, and that's why you know team away days, folks, are so powerful from a business perspective. Um, I run a thing called the Big Think, um, which um, is a process to allow people to think intuitively and start to think creatively and bring out this third this third way, as Andy was saying. It's massively yeah. important. Yeah. Things like journaling as well, folks. You know, just to spend time away from the coal face. I call it balcony moments you know get off the dance floor folks particularly as leaders you know because we're busy 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 that's not great for intuition all we're doing is picking up data but then to absorb those data points you, you need to get off the dance floor and you know uh, have those balcony moments where you can just you know watch it from you know from afar if you like what say you andy 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, um, I've just mm. thought I've been thinking about all this and processing mm. it. And um, I think there's, the, there's something which, you know, those break points, those breathing. Yeah. So when I've sort of like had to come up with uh, materials for people or writing sermons, for example, mm. I'm the only person I know who doesn't sit at a desk for hours and hours and hours a day writing a sermon. I will put the Bible bit in my head yeah. and then I will go and have a sleep. Go and have a cogitate. No next to me. Yeah. And then I, no literal sleep. I don't even mm. think about it. Um, sometimes I'll sort of like balance myself on that that point of just falling asleep so I can do that, which is a bit of a death. Yeah, Einstein um, used to do but that. Then, mm. But then I'll, then I'll wake up and I'll just have the whole thing written out. I'll mm. know what to do because uh, my brain's processed it. Um, the, something else going on, which, which I forgot time I'd like Ian to make a comment on, is this idea of uh, your brain being a chemical factory and making sort of like more neural connections Ooh. and all those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. And I think that if we're, although the brain is doing two things at once, I think sometimes we use the the brain power or those chemicals in our brain and the nutrients that are available for them so much so that we haven't got the bandwidth to process. So Ian will see when we did a, a very big conference uh, with Simon with, uh, with with I think it's rethink productivity, rethink. wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> yes, that's right. And what I, what I did was was he he watched me sort of like when I could literally go into a corner of a room and shut down just to give my brain chance to be able to get the nutrients back in, to be able to do all that connecting stuff again. Because had I not done that, I just end up sort of like in a quivering right in the corner. But I think we can train it. Yeah. I think we can train it. And I think part of the thing is, is it's being recognizing when we do. So actually, I think we all have a sense when sort of like, for me, intuition is so powerful. If I'm trying to decide uh, when I'm doing some artwork and sort of like design work and trying to decide what something should look like, I will, it's like feeling a pressure almost of left or right and i can actually sort of like do it in my head and say well it's about there isn't it mm -hmm. so right so this is the idea that's coming to my mind so you can get an idea for those of you who are zero intuition of what <laughs> you feel like okay right so number one get yourself um, a broom handle will be brilliant if you can do if not just get a ruler and i've got a pen here take your fingers Oops. and uh we zoomed out here no, take your fingers sorry. that's it and what you do is you slide your fingers from one end to the other and what happens is you find a balance point wow. and it's just because sort of like one thing does that and that. So that's what it feels like to be intuitive. You're getting more of this and more of that. All right. So that's what it feels like. So where you can start from. Then what I think you can do is you can look at things in your day. And I would say low priority things first. Stuff that you're stuff that doesn't matter if it goes wrong. But you can say, well, let's have a bit of a guess. And then you have a guess and you'd be mindful at that moment. This is what that guess felt like. What was that? I don't know. Uh, that wasn't me. You can have it just be sort of like recognize what it feels like to make that guess. Yeah. And then have the feedback to say, well, that was right and that's what happened, or that was wrong and it didn't happen. So don't do it with the flip of a coin. You've got to have something which actually will you can get notice the things which are going to give you data points so that you can make an educated guess, but Excellent switch off the edge switch off the educated bits make a guess recognize what that feels like and then take a moment to write it down in a journal there this is go. what i did this is what it felt like and so you can start building feedback loops into your brain and then that should theory again ian uh that should create neuro pathways additional neuro pathways which will help to reinforce and make stronger and stronger that ability to do intuition and maybe after a few months or something i don't know how long the changes will take you can become a more intuitive person doesn't mean it's your gift doesn't mean it's your skill but it does mean that actually you might get a more a better sense of um, that rings a bell for me oh brilliant i like that theory? yeah yeah theory but yeah i like the idea Spot of the broomstick i think that's great there's a printer whirring away in the background somewhere for somebody is, is somebody drilling next door that's <laughs> a drill classic a drill of course of all the times they're going to do it um, i think oh, andy what you're saying is spot on i think it's, um, it's learning as a skill I'd, I'd like to say more but can you hear me against the drill who's drilling uh, whose side is it is that our neighbor because it's into our war in the semi let's just Classic. put you onto a mute for a minute sarah what's happening in the feed let's just uh, give in a quick break while okay, there's the so, guys um, drilling in the background from, from lurie yeah. um i think it's key to know when you can multitask and mm. how you do that and when you need dedicated time to process um she routinely combines a meeting with a no-brainer activity and i can do both 
she's currently organising receipts for her expense report, which takes very little brain power and listening to this. However, ah. if she really needs to pay attention to something, don't multitask so that she can process what is being said and not said, which is sometimes more important. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it interesting? Sometimes it's the things that people don't say that's the elephant in the room. Yeah, and just doing something 100%. mindless like doing your um, you know, your expenses there just allows the brain to think about something that's like driving. I, I, cars weren't invented to go from A to B necessarily. Of course they were, but equally they're brilliant machines for thinking in because you've got to drive, you've got to watch what's going on the road. But somehow by doing the driving activity, then actually it joins the dots up for us. A bit like having a shower the next day. You know, Andy yeah. will pop some stuff into his head and then go to sleep. I will I will go to sleep on it. In the shower the next morning, out pops the idea. Ian, what say you? So can I, well, this is, and I'm hoping the drill doesn't come back. So default mode <laughs> network. So I'm going to try and be quick before yeah, it happens. Please do, yeah. So a brain a little bit like that balance, which I loved mm. about the balancing there. Yeah, Andy, I thought it was, was The idea yeah. that our brains literally, in theory, operate on a kind of seesaw. They're either the task positive network that's frontal very interested and that's not that the other parts of the brain aren't working it's just the balance has gone to be more focused on one thing default mode network is being unjudgmental or non-judgmental classic non-judgmental and that's the thing about making questions safe making questions so the idea safe. of driving can you hear me through that yeah it's the there's yeah. a drill folks that uh, yeah. only ends yeah. in so it's live baby it's, <laughs> it's live, it's live, it's real life. I didn't know that was going to happen. Uh, so the thing is, default mode network is the stuff mm. that happens when we get into theta brainwave thinking, which is when we're driving, when we're having a walk, if we're doing mo relatively mindless things. Here's the thing, people. We're making those connections in a safe, non-judgmental way, including to ourselves. Yeah. And that's why power of questions in a safe space can be so powerful. Yeah, so it feels... means that you, as leaders, we need to be giving ourselves time he says, and I'm not always good at, you know, taking my own medicine here, giving ourselves more time to have that bigger picture because that's leadership. That's leadership. Management is doing yeah. more of the task positive network. Leadership is more default mode network and creating more balcony times, folks. Thank more you. balcony time. More balcony time. Brilliant. So, look, we could talk for ages on this and um, we're coming to the end of the show now. So um, briefly, um, just for any help and advice on change projects, then Ildi is your go to person in um, um, Change Lovers Limited. So uh, I think I've got that right. Haven't I, Ildi? That's your. Yeah. So um, if you've got any change stuff that you want to do as a business, Ildi is an absolute expert in that and leads lots of businesses. Um, you know, as chief simplification officer. So uh, that's that's LD. And for any graphic, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for, recording of your business meetings, then Andy Gray, Reverend Andy Gray, is a master at this stuff. And for any sort of uh, neuroscience keynotes uh, to inspire your business, then look no further than our own Dr. Ian Price and author. And, uh, and coaching and training, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, actually, that book that we're mm. co-wrote with. Dose, by the way. Is, yeah. Dose is and it, neurochemicals, about more about wiring. And it, a lot of the tips that, you know, Ildi was talking about, like grounding, there's all the science behind that. And again, what I love is creating that, opportunity for leaders and teams to see greater opportunity that's why andy and i work so well together ildi i'm hoping that we can work together yeah it'd be nice to get all four of us in a room wouldn't it wouldn't that be fantastic oh, you know that was going to be my next part yeah. can you imagine all four of us the energy yeah. in the room without the drill hopefully <laughs> without the drill so there we go so that's um, a little bit about us and um if you just want to um i've got a big think process oh, wrong one where's it gone well uh, um, my big think process is similar to what we've been talking about here. And maybe we could do one of these together, folks, um, for businesses. Um, a fresh approach to team away days where we access that intuition for strategic planning and you know, new ways of thinking for extraordinary teamwork, folks. So um, come to me if you want any of that or, or us as a team. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit about uh, about us as a as a, as a as a as four different people. And uh, look, our next session together, we'll be talking, we'll be taking intuition a little bit further. Maybe at Christmas, we might do another breakfast show here, um, I think is what we planned, that um, we'll be taking this to what we call a woo-woo session, which is taking intuition beyond our sixth sense. And, you know, as human beings, what we can do with that, because there's much more here that we can access. Um, we've just talked about intuition as a, as a leap from our senses 
to um, to another process that that creates better results. Well, there's even more that we can do with this as people. And we're going to call this a woo-woo session. So that was Andy's phrase, which I absolutely love. Um, so, yeah, um, look, we're running out of time very quickly. But just to, before we go to the goose, let's just come back to Sarah for a minute. Um, Sarah, what's um, give, give us a little bit on Leaders Live for us. Just well, you, for the... you, you've, you've got Ian in, in, in my spot. So. Oh, I have. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Hello, Ian. <laughs> so, Ian, oh. if you want talk about leaders live but i suspect you can hear me even if you can't see me um just a reminder we cover all sorts of different topics on leaders live always happy to take suggestions about what people would like us to talk about um we would love more people to tune in um let's try and spread this let's try and i to the power of we the more we have the better it's going to get yeah. um so tell all your friends subscribe push it out there let's see if we can um get more people involved that'd be great thank you yeah very intuitively done that sarah fantastic so there we go and uh, for next week's goose folks um we've got um we've got the amazing um narcissistic abuse recovery expert uh ronia fraser um talking about bullying ends here we're going to talk about bullying in the workplace folks and uh ronia is an, a multi-award winning trauma recovery coach and clinical hypnotherapist one of the leading one of the world's leading experts in the field of narcissistic abuse recovery which is all about bullying in the workplace so the two are very linked and we'll be discovering how how those are linked and looking at abuses in the workplace. I think it's a really important subject, massively important to cover, and you know what we do about it. And uh, yeah, that's a little bit about ILD, and uh, that will be coming out shortly. The event will be set up either today or tomorrow. So we think you're going to love it. So um, that's pretty well it for the show today. And uh, we just want to say you know thank you for listening to us and. Um, that was Siri in the background that came up as well. It's a live show, so I don't know what Siri had to say about stuff, but she did for a moment. So uh, she yeah. was being intuitive, Andy. She was being Andrew. intuitive, wasn't she? Just yeah. so, yeah. We're going to say goodbye now, and we're going to sort of close out to our outro. And thank you very much for um, Healthy Minds Club for sponsoring us uh, today. Quick shout out for Kathy Heath and um, a CEO of Healthy Minds Club. And we're just going to wave goodbye now to our uh, in our outro closer and say goodbye to you. Have a great week. Cheers for now. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Bye, God bless. And uh, yeah, may God bless you and may God's love shine on you all. And I've missed out Andy somewhere. So apologies, Andy. I don't know what that screen's gone. Um, yeah, there we go. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, LD. Cheers for now. Pleasure. Great to be with you. Brilliant. Thank you very much. And just bring up the main screen again. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened to Andy there in the last minute, so I forgot to put that screen up. So yeah, LD and I rocked away jamming. there. Yes. Yeah, rocked away. Brilliant. Brilliant. Hey, I, I'm going to shoot, but yeah. great. So, oh, I enjoyed that. Thank you. Brilliant. Uh, Thank I, you. I enjoyed it too. It was great fun. How, any thoughts and re quick reflections, peeps? Oh, I loved it. I thought we had to end at nine thirty, which is why I was pushing us to talk about. Uh, We're still actually on air, guys. Oh, are we? Oh, oh right. hi, hi, everyone on air. Oh. Hello.